Hello, everybody. Welcome to DTR Comics Podcast. This is basically live. We're recording this on Thursday and releasing it pretty much unedited right after this. Also Thursday. Also Thursday. So if you hop on this right as it's posted, we recorded this the hour prior to you listening. It's been a busy week. Yep. Also... We, we're missing our R. We've been without our R for so long. I feel like we say that every time. It's like, here's D and here's T. Yeah, I see her every day in class. She's just busy. <laughs> She's getting married. She's getting married, and school is a lot. But, dun 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 we do have a third guest this week. We realize you all are probably sick of just me and T rambling to each other. So, mystery guest, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, sure thing. Um, JP. I'm roommates with uh, T and D. <laughs> so yeah. what would it be like DTJP now? Or no? <laughs> Hello, welcome to, welcome to DTJP. Oh, just like a, a grab bag of letters. <laughs> like we're just like, I can't think of any names for this thing. We'll get a hat and fill it full of letters. Just pull them out. <laughs> we can just change the name to the Alphabet Comics Podcast. <laughs> yeah, Alphabet Soup. Alphabet Soup comic podcast. We're like, what the hell is this? We'll change it every day. We'll crack open a can of SpaghettiOs, pull it, pour it out. Like, That's our whole shtick is we have to find somebody with the letter we pull out of SpaghettiOs. <laughs> Wait, SpaghettiOs are O's. It's Alphabet oh, Soup. O's. Alphabet Soup. Okay. Alphabet soup. SpaghettiOs. We're like, damn, there are a lot of O's in here. <laughs> we know the Ophelia's. <laughs> Where's an Otis when you need it? Yep. And so, um, well, I actually, ha- I'm just... In the last couple of weeks, I've just started getting into comics and manga, and um, I've I've watched some anime in the past, and so that's kind of what got me into uh, more open to manga and now comics. But over the last couple of weeks, I've just re- been reading a couple that I've just really began to love. So what have you been reading? So I think the first one you had me read was My, girl, my Boyfriend is a Bear. Ah, yes. what a book. <laughs> Why haven't we done that, that was... on the podcast? We need to. It's too sacred. <laughs> That's fair. My boyfriend was a bear. Is a bear was a great intro. I think. Isn't it the best intro to comics? I think it yeah. might be. I like think it honestly, might be. because like we're all attuned to internet memes, internet culture, and like comic strips on Instagram, right? And my boyfriend is a bear. Just seems like an extension of that same kind of humor, art style, and just made into a full length book about us yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. like i might not introduce my 11 year old sister to comics with my boyfriend as a bear but like any 20 something or millennial i'm like here you go here's your book (laughs) and it's like you don't know what this will do to you you're trapped now i promise it's not about bestiality (laughs) i promise it's not about bestiality i always have to give that disclaimer every time i give that book someone's like is this about a lady effing a bear i'm like no (laughs) sort of but no (laughs) Uh, it's a great book. No, it was fantastic. Like, you should read My Boyfriend as a Bear. Everybody should read My Boyfriend as a Bear. Would yeah. recommend. So I think that was the first one. What did you give me after that? Was it Spider-Man? <sighs> um, Spider-Man Blue, right? I think Spider-Man Blue was the next one you gave me, mm-hmm. which also really loved. I don't know. Um, good yeah. again, good. <laughs> it was really awesome because, like, I guess without going too much into the story, it's it was his love story with Gwen. with Gwen. Yeah. And like having watched like the Marvel movies and like, I guess before it was Marvel, um, the amazing Spider-Man when he was mostly with Gwen with that one, it was cool. To, like see total like characters I, I was already familiar with, but with a different story and different context. And so I, I really enjoyed being able to read comics and um, these manga books from a perspective where like I'm familiar with the characters, but I'm reading them in a whole new light and different story that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Do you so, find that the characterization in the books is different than what you expected from the movies? Yeah. They're like, they're the character, you know, like it's Spider-Man still, but it's also like, like Tom Holland and um, Andrew Garfield are different Spider-Mans. Like the comics, even <laughs> between Spider-Man Blue, the most recent one I read was the ultimate, comics. ultimate comics. Spider-Man. Compa- yeah. yeah. Those were like different Spider Mans too. Mm-hmm. I guess they're a different universe. Different Spider Man. Well. Spider Man, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like familiar, but it is different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like recently I just went and saw the Birds of Prey movie, <clears throat> which, if you haven't yet, phenomenal. But it has some different takes on characters than from the comics. I mean, 
particularly with Cassandra Kane, but even like the characterization of Huntress or Black Canary, they're different, but they're so, so, so good. And I think with reading so many comics, you kind of get used to, oh, this is this take on this character. You know, like a character is bigger than a single personality or single trait. And it's cool to see you realizing that through reading the comics. Yeah, it's been sweet. Except for Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye. F that guy. <laughs> that is not Hawkeye. He's not oh, allowed to okay. be Hawkeye. You seen like in the movies? Is yeah. You don't like that Hawkeye? I hate that Avenger. I hate Hawkeye from the Avengers. Really? He's so stiff and lame. You read Hawkeye Freefall, number That's one. That's true. That's so fun. That's Hawkeye to me. And I realize a lot of people that pre-Matt Fraction Hawkeye are like, oh, it's a completely different character as well. But Hawkeye's always fun. And Jeremy Renner is not fun. He was kind of fun in like the the beginning, like with the Thor when he's like watching Thor try to get the hammers. He's like, "You better tell me to do something because I'm starting to root for this guy." So they kind of had that in the beginning, but they did kind of go with angsty Hawkeye. That is true. Unacceptable. Okay, but here's another question, JP. Why don't you tell us something about yourself other than comics? Dallas and I introduced ourselves. A time other or two than comics, ago. okay. Um, well, other than comics, I don't know. I guess. I get into a lot of uh, similar interests with people I hang out with, um, and that can include sports. Like I've gotten big into like snowboarding, wakeboarding. Uh, a friend of mine recently, in the last year, she got me into rock climbing, which I've really enjoyed. And so, like, this is a new, I guess, uh, quote unquote, nerd side of me that like <laughs> I've, I'm really starting to love. I also like play like Magic the Gathering, Pokemon. Magic the Gathering mm. is ruining our lives right now. <laughs> That's another. <laughs> yep, that's another story. Uh, you know something that's that's something I really love about us though is that we're all super big nerds, but we're not just like in the nerd box. We right. like go and like take all their stuff, and we're like, let's just incorporate this into our lives. It's culturally appropriating nerd things. <laughs> it's like we're the group that is like we'll set up a slack line, stand on the slack line. Dallas will be reading comics on the side. We'll be talking about magic and Dungeons and Dragons, and then yeah, also like our beautiful fashion. females with us. <laughs> It's it's a good world. It's a good world to be in life. Tear down borders. Do what you want. Be yeah. yourself. Absolutely. That's it. That's the whole podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so you you said you had viewed a decent amount of anime. I'm on, I'm not sure. Has T or JP seen more anime at this point? I've been into it longer. JP may have probably seen pa- more. past you now. Yeah. I don't know if you passed me, but it's like my big anime heyday was like in high school and yours has been like the last like two or three years. JP is my weeb friend. <laughs> we I guess so. To, we haven't told JP about Embrace a Weeb Day. Embrace a Weeb Day. That's why we invited you on. <laughs> a, couple, a couple podcasts ago, we foreshadowed you coming. And we're like, we're going to talk about a manga. It's going to be an Embrace the Weeb thing. Embrace the Weeb Day. And we said, wait, what? Because I think we, because I think I was trying to say like yep, we're gonna embrace the weeb, do a manga, but then I said a weeb, and then I just imagined like a person who's really into anime and stuff just like giving them a hug, and I was like that needs to be a national holiday, embrace a weeb day. I I, I approve. I want it to be today, February twentieth. It's a good day. Embrace a weeb embrace day. So now you'll just get to listen to us embracing JP, our sweet sweet weeb. Uh, yeah. Um, do you want to intro the book that we're doing today? Okay. Um, so we're going to go over My Hero Academia, which was actually, so after, so I guess I also spent two years like serving a mission for my church. And so I was gone, didn't do much of any comics or uh, anime or any of that. And so this, I think, was the first one T introduced me to when I got back, My Hero Academia. There's also... I introduced you to this? Yeah. Yeah. You and Alex. Um, I forgot about that. Oh. But yeah, I thought it was interesting because the first episode of it, um, we'll talk about it here in the manga as well. This character, Deku, in this world of superheroes, basically, like in the last couple of years, like people had started developing these things called quirks, which are basically superpowers, let them to do all kind of supernatural things. And the main protagonist, Deku, he's this little... Um, he gets bullied and picked on because he doesn't have any superpowers and he is such a wiener. Like, <laughs> he's, I, he's a wiener. <laughs> I realize that's like a trope of manga that I'm having to come to terms with that the protagonist is a gigantic wiener. <laughs> but like I'm used to American comics where it's like Superman, he's a badass. And then this it's like Deku, he's a very strong wiener. And yeah. I'm like, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with very strong wieners, but 
<laughs> I am not used to it. So he's an interesting protagonist for me to follow. Well, yeah. Th- and that kind of is the story is that you have like this person with no ability who's just like the world's biggest try hard and things uh-huh. work out for them. Like JP, how many, how many animes or mangas do you know like that? Oof. Let, let's, let's play a game. You name one, I'll name one. Okay. Um, so like wiener protagonists, basically. Just like they start off really lame. Okay, XL World. XL World is like that Naruto. Naruto. Um. Shoot, I'm like forgetting all my animes now. I feel like Tokyo Ghoul starts out that way. Tokyo too. Ghoul is like that. Black Clover is like that. Sure. I'm gonna pull out my list of like different animes I've watched really quick. I, mean, I guess Fairy Tale isn't like that. Sword Art Online isn't really like that. No. Sword Art Online, not so much. But this happens a lot, is the point. Is that, like, the main character Hunt- has no Hunt- talent, and he just, like, works his guts out. Right. Uh, no, not from an alchemist. Angel beats a little bit. Like, the dude, he can't do anything. Yeah, Angel beats, I consider there. Yeah, but it's like... Attack on Titan. This is true. Uh, Grin Logan. Also true. And so th- this is a trope. We we don't need to keep listing them at these points. It's just it's a it's a pretty standard story in anime. Yeah. That it's like you you have a character who's got no power. The one that I think is closest to this is um, Black Clover because the main character lives in this world of magic That's and true. he has no magic, none at all, zilch. And so it's it does happen. I'm sorry, Dallas, that you are getting into a trope. No, it's. It's cool. And honestly, it's been a really fun intro for me to the world of manga, where I've been reading Western comics for years now. And I'm really, I speak the language of comics, you know, like you guys will ask me Mm -hmm. questions about the books. And I, it makes me realize like, oh, like I just know how to exist in these universes, right? Like if I see a character I don't know, I'm like, oh, well, like maybe I'll read a story someday that'll explain who the hell that is. Got to keep going. But with manga, like it pauses to be like, this is this character and this is their powers. And like, that's new for me, right? Yeah. Like I in volume three of my hero is what I just finished. They during the sports festival, they actually like pause and they're like, this is what this character does finally, you know? And so it's kind of this big info dump that was really fun. But I mean, hell I've read Uzumaki was really, really good. We wanted to do an episode on that, but we never got around to it. Um, I've read a decent amount of Tokyo ghoul read. Honestly, what I've read the most of now is My Hero Academia. And and you've got Assassination I've, Classroom. I've got Assassination Classroom. And they're all super good, but it's it's more different from comics than I anticipated, right? So, like, manga, for anyone that doesn't know, and you should know at this point, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know, but manga is just Japanese sequential art. It's comics for Japan, and it's just as varied as comics in America. Like, there's stuff about everything but they're doing a lot better than american comics are in the marketplace and i think a large part of that is because of anime and how the manga is released like i understand that you can view a chapter online pretty much weekly and there's the shonen jump magazines but for the large majority of people manga is every couple months we get a trade paperback book of eight or so stories and it makes it super marketable like for ten dollars i can have two hours of an anime of a manga you know and it makes it really easy where i'm like oh assassination classroom sounds good every time i'm barnes and noble i can go and wander over to the manga section and grab something and that's something i feel like comics are really really stuck in the past on where like just yesterday we were having a conversation where you're like, honestly, single issues don't appeal to me. If comics yeah. were released in trade paperbacks, I would be a much more avid fan. Yeah. And for me, I'm accustomed to the weekly comics, right? It's like a part of my life at this point. It's like, I don't see that as much, but getting into comics, that would have been a game changer. And yeah, it feels almost to me like, like let's say you really want a pizza and you go to the pizza store and you're like, I want a pizza. And they're like, we'll give you, a tenth of a pizza, but if you come back next month, we'll we'll sell you the more the rest of it. And you're like, what the? I just want a whole pizza. And and manga's over here like we got a whole pizza and it has titties on it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. 
And so you go and you buy the whole pizza from the manga, uh, the manga store. <laughs> and see, that's where I feel like I haven't been able to feel that as much because I'm getting all my comics straight from you. I get to yeah. read this whole compendium at once. Mm -hmm. And I have, I haven't had to deal with like waiting one issue at a time. And so I haven't felt that as bad. But I can see how that would be. We all just mooch off of Dallas and the things that he's gotten all completed. It's yeah. fine. No, it, it's it's the worst. Like when I'm watching an anime that isn't like finished yet, waiting week to week for the next episode, I hate it. That's why usually I'll just like wait until it's done and then watch it. And like I'll find things I haven't watched in the meantime to watch those instead. Yeah. It is so much easier to buy the whole pizza at once. It is. And I think at the end of the day, that's manga has a more sustainable model. And also where you can go and access so much manga for free from the actual sources. Like it's not pirating. It's not doing anything illegal. They want you to get hooked on their story. Yeah. Right. They say, here's a snippet of it for free. So then you're going to want to buy and read the rest of it. That or it's kind of like there's some manga that isn't getting published here. And then some people are like, I speak Japanese. We'll do a fan translation. And they just like make it and they're not selling it. And so you're like, well, this is weird because it's not exactly distributed in a way that the creators are getting paid for this, but they also haven't done the outreach to make sure they get paid for this. And it's, I don't know, I just feel like it's a more accessible market. And then yeah. also anime is huge. Like, I don't think as many people would care about manga if anime didn't exist, right? Yeah. Because even I, I mean, I've seen a limited amount of my hero as an anime, and I've read much more of it as a manga, mm -hmm. but holy balls! Did every does everyone our age know Dragon Ball Z? Yep. Everybody knows My Hero Academia, and they're fun to watch, you know. And I feel like there's nothing really comparable to that for American comics. Like we had what the Batman the animated series was a masterpiece. The Warner Brothers Justice League and Justice League Unlimited when we were kids were fantastic. But like again, it seems like American comics are kind of being left in the dust like we've got our live action movies they're the highest grossing movies of all time but that doesn't turn over into the same readership that a weekly anime does yeah and you know what i think part of it is is the way that the whole model works where it's like somebody writes a manga and then the really good mangas get turned into the animes but they're usually like really, really faithful recreations. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost shot for shot in a lot of points mm -hmm. and they just kind of fill it in with an anime. And so it's one of those things where it's like you took all the best stories and then just remade them cooler. And so you can almost guarantee that you're going to make money on it and it's actually good. Yeah. And then it's also it's more of an incentive for people to go out. Like you were saying, it's hard to wait for the anime. So people are going to go and buy the manga because it's years ahead of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Whereas the Avengers movie comes out and like, that's not a strict adaptation of anything. And there's no, this is the next story you read from that. And so people just don't give a shit, you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, do you want to know what honestly happened? So I watched my hero academia, got to the point where I was caught up and it left me on a cliffhanger. And I was like, I don't have time for this crap. And then I went and like read the next like 30 chapters that were out before the anime finished as many as I could read. And then stopped reading. I'm really bad at serial stuff. <laughs> I'm a binge reader and watcher. I'm about at that point with my hero as well. Because I'm like caught up and I'm like doing the weekly thing. I'm like, ah. but I, I did the same thing with um, Kuroko no Basket. I like watched it all and it wasn't finished yet. And I'm like, you can't oh, leave really? me here. Yeah. And then I went and found it online and I read the rest of it on the manga. And... I liked it. And then eventually it came out and I watched it again, but like that show was I couldn't. Good. Yeah. And that's also something I noticed uh, reading that. And also my hero academia is like you were saying, they stay really true. Like in the animes to the manga. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then even when they don't, for instance, like with, um, I mean, filler arcs or the full metal alchemist, once the manga is done, they realize there's a mark for that and they go back and they redo it. They make the full yeah. Metal Alchemist Brotherhood of the world, you know? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, there's this really popular manga called Full Metal Alchemist and they're like, we got to get on that merchandising train. And they made it into an anime, caught up to where the manga was, which does baffle me that they can make television more than they can make like drawings and words. But, you know, 
then they're like, well, what do we do? Do we just quit when we're making so much money? Hell no. We're going to keep going. <laughs> and they just like made their own story and it got weird. And then it like ended odd. So they made like a movie to come after it to kind of make, try and make sense. But it didn't. And so then when the manga finished, they remade the whole series and it was much better. Yeah. What are the chances they do that with Game of Thrones? Because that was I another want, one. <laughs> I want Game of Thrones Brotherhood so <laughs> But... <laughs> See, the problem with that is, like, the original Full Metal was bad. The original Game of Thrones was so good. It was. You know, like, how are you going to be able to, like, have Ned Stark not be Sean... Wait, why am I forgetting his last name? Sean Bean. Yeah, I... Game of Thrones makes me sad. And also, I have no faith that George... I have no faith that George R. R. Martin will ever finish those books. Like he going pass on. I'm in the middle of a storm of swords right now, and I'm taking my sweet time because I realize there will not be the last two books ever. That old fat man does not care at all. Oh, I want to lock him in a house and be like, "Now you're gonna fin-. like like that Stephen King book where the lady kidnaps the writer." <clears throat> Do you guys know that one? No. Yeah, this lady wants a sequel to a story so bad, and the writer's lazy, so she like kidnaps him, puts him out in a cabin, like breaks his knees so he can't escape. He has to like write the next volume for her. It's really good. Dang. I want to do that to George R. R. Martin. I want to be like, come on, fat man. <laughs> now write. And he'll be like, please, I just want to write about the Targaryens. I'm like, you will not. That's pretty big, funny. All right. Yeah. Like the writers, when they do their thing, like it might take them a while, but they do such a dang good job that when they do make like a film adaptation of it and stick to it, it comes out so great. And that's mm-hmm. why, I don't know, like, I think that's why anime does so well because they stick to these stories that are so great and they stick they're to proven. Them. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, already proven and they just go and make it easier to consume by watching. And I don't know why that isn't just a duh thing for the Western comics makers, you know, like why can't they look at anime and be like, Oh, duh. When we do a one for one remake of these great stories, like imagine a long Halloween that'd anime. Pretty, that'd be pretty sweet. In the art style of the long Halloween. How many people will go and buy that book? I'll pay money for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or the Ultimate Spider Man that you just read. Right. In that art style, make an anime of that. You don't have, because we've, how many live action Spider Man movies have we had? A billion. What's the best Spider Man movie ever? Into the Spider Verse. Like, it's just such a duh thing that, like, we love the artwork. We love the storytelling that can come from the animation. Make more of it. But yep. that's enough of that soapbox, I think. I think we can yeah. actually talk about My Hero Academia let's, let's now. Let's talk about true. some characters and some themes about this book okay. that we all enjoyed. Let's hear first impressions. I loved it. I love the X-Men, and this just was a better version of the X-Men, honestly. Better, even. Yeah, because like I like the X-Men. Their very strongest point is found family and a gigantic analogy for racism, homophobia, right? Um, but I've always been fascinated by the idea of like the superhero school. And I've always been upset that X-Men doesn't go more into that. Right. It's like, ah, superhero school, except psych. We're never going to spend time there. And it's always pissed me off. And my hero was like, psych, we're going to spend a ton of time there. And you're going to understand every minute detail of this school. And it's going to go through like all of the school years. It's wonderful. And the cast is so dynamic. And so ah, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. That's my first impression. How about you, JP? First impression. I remember, like, okay, so I'm sorry, because I, I kind of middle, uh, I kind of mix my first impressions of My Hero Academia between both the anime and the manga, but it is the same story. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so my first, like, the first episode of My Hero Academia on the, on the anime was, like, it, like, kind of bored me a bit up until, like, the last bit of the episode where... Um, so like Deku, he's got no power. So it's like, okay, what are we going to do a, a, a story about superheroes, but the protagonist has no superpowers, but then it kind of goes into the moral dilemma of like, can somebody without superpowers be a hero? Mm-hmm. And like, what is this kid's path going to be if he has no powers? And, um, I love, I guess this isn't much of a first impression, but, um, one of the, Big guys in here, All Might, he's like he's like the Superman of My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. He can just beat anybody's butt. 
and he ends up like giving his powers to Deku, the main protagonist. And like that completely changed the story, which I don't know. It was just really cool to like the story is now more the terms of how Deku, this kid that started with no powers with just a hope to be a hero and help people have that chance given to him where he can actually make his dreams come true. So I don't know. I really like that. Like somebody who has no hope, no future being able to get that chance and like work for it. He wasn't like, he was given the powers, but he has to like mold himself into the person who can use those powers. Yeah. And see, the thing that I really liked about this, it's one reason that I really do enjoy anime and manga is the stories are very, very different. You know, it's like, this is a story that wouldn't come out of a Western mind and you get death note and it's cool. And I like this because it's it's an oddly Western thing of, of superheroes, you know, and you can tell that it's getting so much out of just pulling from regular comics. But then it's it's still like a fresh take on this because it's from a totally different cultural standpoint. Mm-hmm. And you have like very rule oriented Japan where it's like all the superheroes are licensed and they know who they all are and they have government jobs. And there's a high school for superheroes. And it's really fun to see this take on a whole genre told from an entirely different cultural standpoint. And so it, it feels it sound like so fresh, but so familiar that it's, it's really fun. It's also so interesting how all might is he's very clearly like an American hero. Right. And that's how, like just how he's portrayed with like Oklahoma smash, Texas slam. Like I am American. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's funny that they see us that way. It's like this giant blonde buff dude that like yeah. throws out cheesy <laughs> shit, you know? Like, I don't know. I really like that. Side note on that. Did I, I don't know. I think I remember asking one of you two, is All Might from the US or is he from Japan? Because it does mention that he went to um, the same school. Uh, he went to UA. UA High? Yeah, he went to UA High. But I don't remember if he's from there or not. I don't know that it ever mentions I where it's from. I think it says either way. Okay. I just thought it was interesting because like, I always assumed he was from America because of Oklahoma Smash and Texas Smash and all that. And he but then I remember reading long, that distinctly you know? like, oh, it's been a long time since I've been here. And um, I know that he went to school there. But yeah, I was just wondering if you guys knew. Yeah, no, I, I do not know. Um, I don't know. I also... I just... I like um should we talk about themes characters anything particular you want to talk about dallas let's talk about the characters right after this commercial break haha <laughs> idiots welcome to the ad <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, welcome back everybody um dallas is laughing at the art <laughs> we're, yeah we're flipping through the book and i think the single greatest panel in anything i've ever read is Dead in the eyes, baby Deku, when he finds out he's not going to get powers. It's supposed to be like this raw, visceral moment, but it's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I will laugh forever at just wide-eyed, tiny pupil. Ha, 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 baby Deku. Finding out that he cannot be a superhero. <laughs> and then crying in the next page, Dallas just dies. Oh, it's so funny funny and he's just like a superhero well, like super he's cool still hero. smiling because he has that <laughs> big hopes and dreams of being a superhero but then that at that realization he's just crying but still can't get over the shock of it oh it's so funny it's it is so, pretty funny i don't know if it's supposed to be funny or it's supposed to be like really stirring but it's so funny to me i don't know that it's supposed to be like super serious because i i know that also happens like you see him earlier when he he wants to watch this video of his hero all night saving a bunch of people with a smile and it shows him in his chair like throwing his head like back and forth he's like head banging in his chair as a child and you're like it's just kind of goofy this baby's a psycho and i think that's that's kind of the thing is they intentionally make him a little bit goofy uh yeah for sure um that kind of seems to be his character all honestly is like well he is like the biggest superhero nerd he has yeah. His notebook that he fills out with the different superheroes that he sees. He's a fanboy. He's a total fanboy. Like, writes down their superpowers, like, does sketches of them. Complete fanboy. And that's it. And 
I feel like we talk about characters and art here, but I feel I'm I'm gonna talk character things because it's true that he's just kind of like this really goofy kid, and there's this part where he is first going to go and try and take the entrance exam for this school that he likes, and on the way in he he takes a step, he trips and he's just about to fall flat on his face, but then doesn't because this girl touches him and her abilities to make people float. And so she like saves him from falling and <laughs> she's like, are you okay? He's like, it's a bad omen to trip or fall. It's, it's my quirk. And so I stopped you anyway, it's nerve wracking. Good luck to both of us. And then she leaves after saying all these things to him. And the next thing is his face. His eyes are huge. It says gleam really big on it. And he's like, I talked to a girl. And then the notes like, didn't actually talk. <laughs> he didn't say one thing in that whole interaction. And so he's just like super, super, super goober. You gotta really love goofy. him. You gotta love him though. It's like he's in a more gooby Peter Parker, honestly. Like Peter Parker was a nerd, but he's also kind of like this funny, quirky guy. Deku is that, but no charisma. <laughs> Yeah. Just a yeah. gigantic wiener. I, don't, I love how all the people are like the really plain looking kid. He's kind of forgettable. <laughs> he's yeah. like that's how they remember him. <laughs> yep. Um. He, yeah. The characters in this book are fantastic. Yeah. They all have different personalities. They all have different motives, right? And just the character design is through the roof. Like I don't remember his name, but the homeboy with the crow head. Like, he is so cool. He's one looking. of my favorites as well. I can't I, remember his name either. I just learned I have with like manga and anime is like remembering all the characters' names because it's Japanese. Yeah, but also like their design is unique enough that like you recognize them, right? Right. Yeah. Like I can describe Crowhead. It's not like American comics where it's like <clears throat> the one white blonde dude that had like a nice jawline. What was his name? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Every character. Yep. Yeah. And part of this is like because manga doesn't try to be as realistic. It doesn't take itself quite as seriously. So it's like their character designs can be pretty different, you know, uh-huh. where like their heads can be very different shapes and their hair is wild and doesn't follow physics, but it really does make them like noticeable and you can really tell who people are. So who are people's favorite characters from class one a uh, we don't get into a ton of them in this one, but you know the the crow headed guy is my favorite. I want to yeah. remember his name. I I actually really like Ida. I like the very quick character growth that he gets. The speedster guy with the engine on his calves. Mm-hmm. I like that he was kind of. I don't know. I mean, everyone gets a character arc, but his was one of the very first ones. So you understand like why he wants to be a hero, and he very quickly becomes like he doesn't change who he is, but he becomes a, a kinder version of himself. Yeah, I like I also it's is it Bakugo that is ice and fire? No, that's Todoroki. Todoroki. I always Bakugo's explosion fists. Yes. Okay. Um Todoroki, coolest powers ever. Ever. He's pretty he's dope. so cool. He he's not in this the first volume, but he is super dope. You get to like see him in the background, and then like the next couple volumes I've read, you really get to explore who he is. Man, I love him. He's so cool. So I'm forgetting her name, but she's the character that can like just produce items out of her body, like whatever. Oh yeah, she can just like manifest things through her skin. Yeah, but like I think she's really cool because not only does she have a very useful and like versatile quirk, but she's also just like super smart, and so she doesn't depend so much on her quirk as she does on her tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also really like that about Deku, where he he can't control his power. That's his whole shtick at this point. Like, he's got more power than his body can take. Yeah, he was just bequeathed with, like, the most powerful superpower, and his body can hardly contain it. And so he ends up hurting himself if he uses his quirk, and so he has to be more clever than anyone else out there. And so this fanboying that he's been doing actually loans itself to him being a better superhero because he understands superhero tactics. He can think on the fly. And so they make him, even without powers, on par with a lot of these phenomenal characters right yeah and see that's a theme that i wanted to talk about and this is one thing that's different about american comics and manga is the qualities that we see in our heroes are different 
we talked about this briefly last week where it's like you have Peter Parker who's like a smart kid, but he also is just super normal down to earth, like American guy. And the idea is that he gets powers and he decides to do good things with those and be self-sacrificing. And so it's kind of this feeling of anybody could be a hero if they just make the right choices, you know? And that's kind of the message of heroes in Western comics. But in these, the things that they're kind of like, oh, your main hero has these attributes, they're way different. Like, he is incredibly hardworking. He does all kinds of small things to get ahead. He has to be more clever than the people around him. And he has to, like, want it so, so bad. And be willing to go through a lot of pain to get it, you know? Which is just very different than any things that we've seen anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also enjoy that a lot about... Um this show is like, you do have to put a lot more effort into it. There's a lot of guys with super powerful quirks, but later on in the show, it talks, there's another hero um, that they, they call him the big three. So one of them, these are like the big best guy, best heroes at the school. And one of them, he's really got a very interesting quirk. doesn't seem very useful at all at first, but because he works so hard and he learns how to use it to an advantage, he becomes like one of the toughest guys there. Yeah. Talking about Muriel? Muriel, yeah. He's dope. Do you know what other character I love? I have nothing to say about that theme, but you know another character that I really love? Because he lives with us, Eraserhead. <laughs> he is not the greatest. Eraserhead is our is Zach, our roommate. That's true. <laughs> I love like the way he looks, <laughs> the way he acts. And his quirk is super cool. So basically Eraserhead is one of the teachers. He's a very logic-based guy. Like, they go as far to say that he doesn't have any furniture in his house because it doesn't really serve a purpose. Like, he can just sit on the ground. It's more logical that way. And he just rolls up in a sleeping bag. Yep. And his... I mean, by roll up, like, that's how he goes to bed. That's also how you see him the first time. He just, like, literally scoots to their class in a sleeping bag like a caterpillar. <laughs> I yep. love him so much. And his power is that, basically, if he can stare at you without blinking, you can't use your quirk which is super creative. And that's another thing I love. Um, I feel like the market in Marvel comics, especially because of the nineties, like they sort of flooded the market with characters that have like a healing power, a healing factor and some sort of like energy blast. Like there are so many characters that can do that. And every character is unique in my hero academia. Like no two people except, I mean, Deku and, all might have the, the same power, right? And it just shows how... But even that gets pretty different. Yeah, yeah. And it just shows how vast the imagination of Kohei Horikoshi. I hope I said that right. It just shows how crazy that all is. Uh, I see you've got a list of characters pulled up. Right. I was just pulling up so like some of the teachers that are really cool. Like, Eraserhead, he, I don't know. I think he's awesome. Mister The Mike MC dude. He's a lot of fun. Um, later on, it goes into a lot Wait, of... Like, where's characters. our crow man? I want to know his name. Crow, oh. He... His name is Fumikage Tokoyami. Tokoyami, Tokoyami that's, that's what they it. call him. He's freaking dope. Yeah, and you just got this super colorful cast, and everyone has a different personality. I mean, the little grape boy... <laughs> We don't like his personality. I, I have them. They're bad. <laughs> I hate him, but like, he's so funny to me. Like I also, you off mic, you made a mention of the little asides that they do. Oh yeah. I um, love those. I don't remember if it's in this volume or another one, but for the little great boy, they're like, yeah, he's kind of a pervert. And then in a little note, Horikoshi is like, I like writing him cause I'm a little bit of a pervert too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the F? Okay. I need to wash my hands. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <a little bit laughs> yeah. Look. I'm like, all right, we'll just keep reading because that was weird as balls. Um, but yeah, those asides are way cool because like in the anime, they still have the like in between um, segments. They'll do a pause. They'll do a little kind of description of the character, their um, superpower, their blood type, what they like, things they dislike. But in the manga, what they have different is that 
they'll also do an aside that kind of has the story of their character um, illustration. Like, um, for example, uh, but is it Pug Bakugo? Bakugo. Bakugo. Mm -hmm. um, it mentioned how he used to have a totally different design where he wasn't like the mean, hard, angsty guy he is now. But because that was like such a boring um, concept art, like, yeah, here it is. So, yeah, he was all like smiley and friendly at first, but it made the artist angry every time he, he drew him. So he made him more of a thug punk, which I don't know, works out a lot better, which I don't know. I just thought it was really cool because you don't get that in the anime. You don't get that kind of art history on the characters. Yeah, you kind of get this behind the scenes of the making of the characters. Yeah. And, or for instance, I just read one of the little asides about how the girl with the headphones coming out of her head, she was the first character he came up with for this manga. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. He had, he had Deku for a one shot that he did. Mm -hmm. But like, she was the reason he decided to do a, um, a superhero, superhero universe. universe. Yeah. And then like he said, what I think he said his favorite, at least at the time of writing it, power was the tape elbows guy oh, oh really? yeah <laughs> forget about that guy see that that one's funny because that's one of those where I, he's in there and i'm like they make such a big deal about how hard it is to get in the school and it was purely based on academic things how did that guy get in <laughs> right <laughs> it's like it was a little great boy like dear little great boy how the bleep are you here it's <laughs> like the the one like quote-unquote plot hole I've seen in this is they're like, this school is crazy hard and competitive to get into. You have to be like the best of the best. And they're like, this guy throws sticky things at people and this guy's got tape elbows. Like, literally his <laughs> elbows shoot tape. And they're, I'm like, they're among the one in 300 people that made it into this school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like the character design itself is really good too. Like, the oh, costumes yeah. are through Ooh. the roof. Right? Um, they get their costumes at the very end of this volume, and they don't show Deku's, but I'm willing to spoil that for people because I hate that costume <laughs> so much. You know what's funny? You you see that he had it like in his notebook from when he was a kid, and you're like, yep, this looks like something a seven-year-old drew. Yep, and yeah. it looks a little bit better in the anime with color, but like the black and white version with the giant smile and the big rabbit ears... It might be the worst thing I've ever yeah. seen. I'm pretty sure he loses the rabbit ears later on. Or at least he doesn't wear it. Yeah. Like that. I can't remember. They get busted up in volume two and he hasn't been wearing them where I'm at. Um, freaking look at that. What Japanese people, what the F? Yep. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Um, do you have a favorite costume? I think Bakugos is freaking, yeah, I was gonna is say, freaking sick. Yeah, the grenade fists are sick. Oh, yep. I like the frog girl a lot, actually. Yeah. Frog girl does have a cool costume, too. Also, just as a character, she's dope. Yeah. I like her yeah. a lot. I like that Ida low-key just looks like a mech with his engine legs. You'll find out more about that. Uh, mm -hmm. Isn't it about, like, his family? Yeah. So, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's way from... I think... Do you have something else to say about that? No, not really. My question is, do you wish that, that manga was colored? Yes. I really wondered how hard that would be. I mean, it would definitely slow down production. I mean, it does for... they. I doubt they'd be able to get them out on a weekly basis anymore. Huh. Because American Comics, two weeks is pushing it for an artist, for American Comics. Yeah. And a month is pretty much their sustainable rate for like very high quality art with the same art team every time. Yeah, it just seems like it wouldn't be that hard to have somebody go through afterwards and color it. But I'm not a colorist. Maybe I'm like vastly underestimating like some colorists out there like, screw you, T. That took me like 48 hours to do those like nine pages. Yeah, I think I think it does a lot more than we think it does. But also like I will say... The art is very fun in manga, yeah. but I I think I like, this is kind of hard to say, but like the best American comics art, I like better than most anime art. Yeah. Like I feel like the very best anime, very best manga art and the very best American comics art are pretty darn close to each other in my mind. Like Tokyo Ghoul has amazing art in it. Yeah. Right. 
But reading My Hero Academia, I feel like the art is a little bit subpar to what I'm used to, especially in the pacing and how the panels are laid out. Like, I'm really happy that I've watched the anime for certain parts because the action can be super hard to follow in yeah. My Hero Academia. And, like, there are That's times true. that, like, I'm just going through the panels and I'm like, what the F just happened? I have to read it, like, four more times to figure out, oh, Bakugo did this or, oh, Deku did this, you know? It just seems super muddled in art, and it feels like they're more interested in showing the, like, cool stills of characters doing stuff than actually, like, storytelling and demonstrating how we got to these cool superhero poses if that makes sense yeah and see i guess my thought about that is it's it's definitely true that like really good american art is just out of this world it'll like stop you and kind of you just have to stare at it for a while but i feel like if i feel like manga art it's like it's more like a bell curve and like pretty much all of it is like really average good you know yes. yep. like there's there's very few like that's just bad art but there's nothing like exceptional american comics it's like a grab bag it's like if you had a if you had a chart of like good art it's like somebody started throwing darts at it you know like you have no idea where something's gonna be oh it yeah. could be real bad i totally could be agree. real good i totally 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 agree yeah i think i've so I've come to really appreciate that in the comics that you've had me read, um, that they really do a great job at showing instead of telling everything. Yes. That's something that took me a little while to get used to at first. And that's why it took, like, I think you did, like, give me, I, or I think I picked up a different comic. It might have been a Hulk comic at first mm-hmm. that I picked up, I read through, I didn't quite get it into because I didn't have that, I guess, ability to read slash look at the comics and get the story out of the pictures where I, 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 you kind of have to learn that. Yeah. But now that I can see it a lot better, like going through that Spider-Man was so much more enjoyable and mm-hmm. also a lot easier to get through. Cause you can see the story as they're showing it to you as well as like read the captions and tell what's going on. For sure. And that is one thing I think that manga does really well is how expressive characters are. Like, I never have to wonder how Deku is feeling at any given moment. You know, like, his facial acting is through the roof. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And I also, while manga has a very distinct, like, house style, you know, like, oh, this is manga art. I really like the specific art style from my hero. Like, I like when they're in profile, how the nose like pokes out and like sits flat with the face. I, I don't know. I really, I really, it's really very like consistent this, as well. this particular art style that they do and how it's able to incorporate so many different characters in such a unique and fun way. Yeah. And I love that it actually does do some differences. Like the art on all might himself is always different. Like his, his face is half shadowed on the sunniest day and he's just, looks so intense and you can like never see his eyes and it, it really is cool how there it does actually make a difference but it doesn't take itself too seriously like there's almost all his blood coming out of his mouth because he's got like his organs are messed up mm-hmm. and i think that goes a bit back to what you were saying t how like in japanese i don't because they don't i don't know because they don't take themselves as seriously they can make like characters just look ridiculous. Like they'll have green or blue or um, purple hair and different stuff like that, that isn't out of the ordinary in anime or manga. It's, um, it's just normal that people look crazy different all the time. And so it's easier to tell the different characters or also like their different expressions. Yeah. So what would you guys rate it? Unless you have something else you want to say? No, I, I'm pretty much done. Um, Volume one is, it's really good, but it's like the worst of the three that I've read so far, if that makes sense. Like, my hero just gets better and better and better as it goes along. So I'd probably rate this at like a seven. You know, like good enough that I really wanted to read the next one, but like, I don't know that I would reread volume one of My Hero Academia, you know? Yeah. What do you think? I'd probably put it at an eight, just because like, I love the story so much. And I've watched the anime. Maybe I'm kind of middling, mixing the two together a bit. But I give it an eight. 
I think it's really good. I'd recommend it. That's fair. See, I'm probably going to give it an eight as well, which surprises me um, because it's just like a really engaging, fun thing. But there were a couple parts, and part of this is just me. I, I, I love stories of like characters going above and beyond. We talked about that with Murder Falcon. Now I cried all the time. But this one, it did make me emotional a couple times when like when he goes to to save Uraka. I can't remember the her girl. name. Yeah, but there's this girl, the girl who helped him and made it so he didn't trip. She's in danger and he totally goes and saves her life and just like the moment of he's he's gonna go out and do this. It 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 does like hit me in the feels and so I'll I'll give him an eight. I really like it. Speaking mm-hmm. just once more to that, I love that Deku is almost like he has the virtues of Superman before he has the power thrust on him, right? Right. Yeah. Like Deku becomes a superhero not because of what he has. He is just a heroic person. You know, he just has yeah. a good heart. He is willing to run in and put everyone's needs in front of his own. And that's a pretty unique thing for me to have read at least because like Spider-Man got his power and had to learn responsibility with his powers, right? Superman yeah. was born with his powers and he was always good. He always had his powers. But like Deku is, you are so good that you're going to get to be the best hero ever. Like you already achieved all the character growth you need to be the best hero around. And now we're just going to gift you with the ability to bless other people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was a super cool inversion of the hero trope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the story is less of um, him getting that character. Well, like he still has character growth and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's more him learning how to adapt already his great ideals and beliefs. It's adapting his body to fit that, to be able to use those powers in the right way. Yeah, facing those challenges. Yeah. Anyway, we think it's great. Give it a read if you like manga. We do. Um, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at ComicsDTR and suggest books you want us to read. If you liked this, if you like us talking about manga as well, let us know. We're more than willing to do the next volume of My Hero or a completely different manga. Or if you hate weebs, you can tell us don't read manga as well. And we will just read American comics and we will... We'll kick JP right off this podcast. We'll be weebs on our own time. Um, February 20th. Hug a weeb day. Hug a weeb day. I think next... I like it as embrace a weeb. I'm embrace sorry. Embrace a weeb day. There we go. I'm going to be picky about that embrace one. Embrace, embrace a, weeb. a weeb day. It sounds like something a weeb would say as well. Embrace. Embrace me. Uh, <laughs> but that's all the plugging we've got. Next week, we're going to talk about Superman up in the sky. We're going to yep. have JP back on the pod. If he continues to love okay. comics, we might have on, him on here a decent amount. We might become the DTJR. We're never going to change the name, but we might be the DTJR, JRPG, um, anime, 420, YOLO. Goodbye. 